On this episode, I talk with Warica head football coach Joe Allen. Before coming to Warica, Coach Allen had stints at Duncan, Rush Springs, Temple, and Walters. As a defensive coordinator here at Empire, I knew I always had my work cut out for me when we played his offense. They can put up a lot of points in a short amount of time. Here's my conversation, Coach Joe Allen. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with me a little bit. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Now, by the time this airs, it'll be, I think it's September 11th is when it airs, but, you know, we're talking right now. It's July when we're recording this, but uh, yeah. how have things been going so far this summer for, your, for you guys? Uh, they've been going pretty well. I mean, uh, we we kind of gotten a deal where all the, the coaches have gotten together and we're kind of doing a year-round weightlifting program. So uh-huh. we're not having to really try to hammer it home in the summertime so we can kind of get it going throughout the year because, you know, summertime people are so busy going here and there and everywhere. It's just hard to get everybody together a lot of the time. So I think that's really helped us out uh, as far as our development. Yeah, I think that is big. Whenever you can get all the programs together, do you do you have a? Uh, I don't think you guys do because same. You know, it seems like we play you guys and everything. It seems like basketball. We played you guys like ten times last year. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like you you have a lot of your kids. You know, if you, if they play football, they play basketball. If they play those two, then they're going to play uh, baseball too. Is that kind of the the consensus there? Is that everybody kind of plays everything? Yeah, most of the most of the time they do. We have a couple that you know don't play a sport or two, but we we really do push our kids play all the because I believe you know at a small school like where we're at, you know any athlete if you can help the team out, you need to be out there playing whether it's football, basketball, baseball, track, and you know it may not be your favorite sport, mm-hmm. but if you can help the team, I mean you should go out and at least try. Yeah. That's kind of my thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, at small school, it's almost imperative for your all your programs to be successful. Yes. You know? Now, I, you were talking about kind of everybody being spread out over the summer. How how important do you think like that? I know us coaches, people think we get a lot of time off because I'm always talking about golfing and this, that, and the other. But it's kind of <laughs> – I work that stuff in between all the stuff that we got to do. How important is like family time for you over the summer? Oh, it's very important. I mean, you know – and. You know how it is throughout the year. I see everybody else's kids way more than I see my own. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's important to spend those two months, you know, doing things with your kids. Uh, you know, they they see what you do throughout the year. Most most coaches' kids grow up to understand, you know, why that is. But you still need to show them that you <laughs> you do you really do care about them, whether they think you do or not. Yeah. So it is very important to me. Yeah. Now, I also saw that you took a lot of your kids to uh, – your football kids to Lyman camp. Was it in Bixby? Was that where it was? Yes, up, yes, up in Bixby. Is that is that the first year that you've done that, or have you is this have you done it before? No, we, uh, we took three or four last year, and that was the first year we did it. And we took a few more this year. And I think last year was their biggest camp that they've done, and I think there were 370 kids. And this year they were pushing 550 or 560. Yeah. So, I mean, there were a lot of kids, you know, all the way from 6A all the way down to C. Oh, you know, wow. so it wasn't just a bunch of 5A, 6A kids. It was a nice mix of kids, and the kids spent those two days really getting better, learning from some really good coaches. Yeah, how, how what is that experience like? I mean, you feel like it helped you guys out? Yeah, I mean, they it's kind of different or it's good for them to hear another voice I'll, I'll yeah. put it that way you know mm-hmm. we can sit there and coach them and coach them and coach them 
sometimes it just gets repetitive. But for them to go and hear these things from other coaches, and it may be different than what we do, but they'll sit there and do it, and they'll try to do it to the, the best of their ability. So I think it's important for them to be coached by others, not only us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do think sometimes they kind of – Kids can have a tendency to turn us coaches into Charlie Brown's teacher. You know, they just hear the, <laughs> just hear the wah wah wah. But mm-hmm. now, now, since I I came back to Empire in 2018, and you were you were the head coach at Warica then, mm-hmm. and you guys, I mean, you seem. I mean, I, we played a couple other teams that were pretty good, but you always thought you guys were with how you play, kind of spread out and all like that. I was yeah. I was impressed with that because. I'd been out of the game for uh, nearly a decade, and, you know, back in the early 2000s, everybody was just, you know, kind of tie-dye and or double tight and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of neat to see someone kind of spreading it out. I mean, it was still – I think teams are more getting more and more spread out. But how have you been able to consistently – win with your program i mean because a lot of times I always because i came from fox a few years ago and and coach, uh-huh. Fel, coach phelps ran that same type of spread out offense all over the place yeah. and people always said oh you can't win playing like that you know but it, you guys have been able to do that and you've been able to do it consistently how do you uh how, how have you been able to do that well and i think you know and people say you can't win like now. I think it's changed over the last five, ten years, especially in eight-man football. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it always is a few years behind eleven-man as far as the thought process of offense and defense and things like that. We're starting to see kids become more athletic, and I think you have to use their athletic abilities in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think spreading the ball out, and I still consider us a running team. I mean, oh yeah. We, we throw the ball soon, but we are definitely a running team, you know, spreading it out. So I, I think it can be done. And and when I first got to Warrior all I did was I basically brought our offense that we had from Walters, which Aaron Griffin was the head coach, which he's now the head coach of Cash, and they run the same offense at Cash. And really the only people in Aitman who were uh, running anything like that was – Tipton, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, run a lot of jet sweep, dive, traps, and things like that. So I think that definitely gave us an advantage my first two years here mm-hmm. because it, it's hard to replicate that in practice in a week. Yes. So yeah. if you see that in our jet sweep, we, we work on timing on that every single day. So for somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't run that a lot, it's hard to mimic that in practice and really get the game speed of it. Yeah, absolutely. So that helps us out the last two years. But I think you have to continue to evolve. And I, I've seen our offense evolve quite a bit since then. We still have a lot of the same concepts. But, mm-hmm. you know, every year you should be trying to evolve, match your kids' strengths and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying about being able to mimic that in practice. I remember two years ago. <laughs> Trying to find someone to mimic, uh, was it Kevin Garcia? Yeah, Kevin yeah. Garcia. Trying to find someone to mimic that speed that was impossible. It was just like, all right, just get like a ten yard head start, and then we'll throw you the ball, and <laughs> we'll go chase you down. Well, and that was good when we had him because you know you can get eight guys on defense flowing one way, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're running counter back the other side, and uh, nobody's there. Yeah. But uh, I think you know. And us running it the last four years, I think the teams around here have done a, a good job of adjusting to that. I think, you know, that's another reason why we've had to 
you know, build upon our offense as well to kind of keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, coming from 11, man, uh, you were at Temple before uh, a while mm-hmm. back, um, but this is your second stint in eight, man. How different would you, what, what, what would you say the biggest difference in between eight man and 11 man is? And do you think it's easier for an 11 man coach to adjust to eight man or vice versa? You know, uh, I think it's probably easier going from 11 man to eight man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just my personal opinion. You know, some people may think differently, but when I went from eight man to 11 man, when I went from Temple to Walters, I mean, it was just night and day. There was so much more to it mm-hmm. that you had to know. But, I mean, uh, you know, Coach Griffin really did a good job over there, and and that was one of the things. I wouldn't be where I was am right now if it weren't for him. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as football knowledge goes, about yeah. 90% of what I've accrued over my career has come from him. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's been great for me. So I think coming down from 11 man to eight man, we just kind of hit the ground running that first year. You know, mm-hmm. we reeled off 11 wins in a row to start my career here, which I, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more yeah. than that. So it was, I was pretty happy with the kids, how they picked up on it, and uh, it was pretty good for me. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think probably offensively it might be a little bit easier. I know. I know whenever we would play teams, not so much here, but when I, at Fox before, teams that would come down from 11-man or a head coach that would come down from 11-man to 8-man, and what they would try to do defensively, you can't do the same thing. That is one thing I think is a big difference, and that's something I'm learning since we're moving up. You know, I keep putting stuff together. I'm like, oh, crap, I got an extra guy over here I can use. You know, but – I, I, I've noticed that it's whenever we would, especially when I was at Fox and we really spread it out all over the place and people would try to do some of the same ideas and concepts defensively, uh-huh. it, it wouldn't really work out. So we would, I know Fel, Coach Phelps would always kind of be licking his chops when we'd play someone, <laughs> a, a coach that was just coming down, you know. But, I, I, you know, I've also heard too that football is football, but sometimes, you know, when, when you're, kind of adjusting especially for us older guys you know because <laughs> eight man's all i've ever coached so yeah well and, and you're right about it. I, I should have hit on defense because yes offensively it's you know a lot of the same principles but defense you you put one guy out of position and i mean that's oh, goodness that could be yeah. six points in a hurry yeah in which you know a lot of times especially in 11 man you know you can walk one of your backers out if they've got a tricks formation or something like that mm-hmm. i mean you can't really afford to walk your backer out too much because you know, no. if that happens then you're going to get gashed up the middle so yep. i mean you're, you kind of have to leave your safety in your corners on an island a lot of times and uh mm-hmm. so typically you'll see your your better athletes at those positions yeah, yeah. Where they can handle that yeah now have you ever been a part of a season like you were a part of last year with as many injuries as you guys? I remember when we played y'all, I think it was week eight, or I can't remember when it was. I think you told us you, you were down to like your sixth-string quarterback or something. Yeah, I don't know if you were joking, but still, I mean, you guys, it's like you had as many kids on crutches or in boots on the sidelines as you did playing. I mean, that's pretty tough, especially in eight-man. You know, I've never been a part of anything like that, 11-man, eight-man. I've, I've never seen so many injuries 
But, you know, you always have to try to find a silver lining in everything, Mm -hmm. which, you know, a lot of our younger kids got so much experience last year and they get some really good competition. So I think, you know, that's one thing I can take away from it. But, you know, still disappointed in how the year turned out just because of all the injuries. Yeah, and they were freak injuries too. You know? It was just one of those things. It was just one thing after another. And, uh, you know, that that could be because of the level of competition we were playing. I know we had a tough non-district schedule, but it could have just been, you know, wrong place, wrong time for a lot of those Yeah. Teams. Yeah. Now, when you're, when you, when you're decimated by injuries like that, how do you keep your guys focused and positive? Well, uh, it was kind of a learning experience for me, too. Like I said, I've yeah. never been a part of anything like that, but – you know, we as a coaching staff got together and, you know, we decided we, you know, we can't just hang it up. So mm-hmm. the kids have to know that we're still just as invested as we would be as if we were 100% healthy. So we went out there, we coached them the same. Mm-hmm. We we went into every game looking at it the same way. We still, you know, made sure those kids had scouting reports, knew what they were doing. And, you know, we had to change offensively quite a bit because we couldn't, we just couldn't run the same stuff we wanted to with the kids that we had. Yeah. But we had to knock it down quite a bit. But, I mean, we, we coached just as enthusiastically as we would if we were fully healthy. And I think that kind of helped the kids uh, keep confident throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, like when we played you guys, I think, you know, we knew about your injury situation. The kid, Our kids knew about it. And I almost think they kind of came in thinking it was going to be pretty easy. But that was one thing. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I was kind of looking at going into it. I was a little worried about. But, I mean, you guys never. The, you couldn't tell that you were decimated by injuries. Your the your kids played just as hard as if, you know, we were both undefeated. You know. Well, and and we had a good group of seniors too that that have had quite a bit of success since I've been here, and I think that helped. Mm-hmm. In which they they were a little beat up throughout the year and. A couple of them missed a couple games here and there, but they they were pretty much there the whole time. So it was good to have them in the leadership role last year, and I think they kind of kept those younger guys going, you know, through practice and all those things. Even though we knew we were out, man, a lot of time. Yeah, you know, and it and it was just something that we just had to go through. But those kids, you you would have never known it by the way they practiced and played. Yeah, absolutely. Now, scheduling those tough non-district games, do you think that? I mean. I know your non-district schedule is pretty rough this year too. Um, is that kind of like a you think that scheduling tough non-district games? Do you feel like that kind of helps you guys in the long run? I mean, what's kind of the philosophy behind that? Well, that was my thinking. I mean, my first two years, you know, we went eleven and one and ten and two or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when we would get to the playoffs, the first year we went and faced Davenport, which yeah, we were. Completely completely outmatched mm-hmm. the next year we had pioneers come down here and you know it was a little bit closer game but we were st- we still weren't there physically where we needed to be mm-hmm. so i just got to thinking you know i want to play one of those northwest schools yeah and that was my thing i just wanted to get one of them whether it was you know ceiling shattuck laverne <laughs> yeah. uh, balco one of them i said you know if we can get that and we can kind of figure out how to play with these guys for four quarters because that's what you have to do mm-hmm. i mean you can't let up against those guys at all because they're going to be coming at you for four straight quarters yeah and you know and i think it's really helped us out as far as mentality because that first year we pulled into shattuck for that first game and you know you're seeing 
they can't be just they can't be yeah. they can't be different. The kids' eyes are just big around, and one of them asked me, they said, "Coach, what are we doing here?" <laughs> and I said, "I said we're coming to play." I said, "That's what we're doing here," and uh, you know, we went out there on the field and we got beat pretty bad. But one of the guys working the chains. He, he turned around and told me, he said, Coach, he said, I've been doing this for 15 years. He said, I've never seen a team come in here and hit us in the mouth like you guys did in that first quarter. There you go. Yep. So, you know, and you take the little wins where you can get them, and I think mm-hmm. that's really helped us because, yes, they still are Laverne and Shattuck, and they're, you know, as high as you can get on the pedestal in uh, eight-man football. But I think our kids aren't nearly as intimidated by the name anymore. Yeah. But I, and, and my thinking when I started this was, you know, this is going to help us out in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, short term, we may have some growing pains doing this, but I think over the long period of time, I think we're going to finally make that jump that we need to. Yeah, yeah. Boy, it is something different about that. I was, I was talking to Coach Bullard on one of the other podcasts and it's just I asked him I said what is it about football up there in the northwest and he was just like I, he was pretty low-key about it but it's just it's different <laughs> up there I've never understood as long as I've been coaching eight-man football you can bank on somebody up there being in the state championship oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy it is it's crazy I mean you know I, I can think almost- Laverne might be down a little bit this year but I bet they won't be you know? Well, they they lost quite a bit, but man, the guys they got coming back, they got a few guys that can really play, and we're playing in week zero this year, so uh, yeah. we're gonna have to get ready uh, pretty early. Yeah. So uh, Ooh, week yeah, zero. Gonna... Ooh, goodness. <laughs> One week of practice, and here here's Laverne. Are you? Do you have to go? Yeah, there? I, I, I'm hoping they're dealing with the same problem. <laughs> 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 Trying to get all those new guys adjusted. Now, districts changed up a little bit. I know us here at Empire, we've moved up to 11-man. What's kind of your outlook on the season this year? You know, I'm I'm very optimistic about this season. You know, of course, last year just kind of left a sour taste in all of our mouths. And uh, I think our kids are kind of raring to go again. And, you know, coming into a new district, it'll be a little bit new. You know, we have Ellick coming in. Mm-hmm. Wilson coming back into our district, and you know, of course, Belma, they'll be good like they always are. So, I mean, our kids are pretty excited uh, to get to that district and play mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of those kids know each other, and you now with social media and everything, all those kids yeah. are you know, yeah. talking all the time and then they're best buds until it's the week you play, and then they're you know, mm-hmm. worst enemies. But uh, yeah, I think they're pretty excited to do that, yeah. Now, with the upcoming changes, I think I said we're not playing you guys this year. We may be back down in eight-man in a couple of years with all the, you know, they're splitting up B and A and 2A. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Or I really think it's a good thing, and I think it's kind of long overdue because we've been talking about it for, you know, eight yeah. years now, it seems like. And uh, there's so many 11-man schools that – you know, either don't make it through the season or want to come down into eight man, but their ADM is too high. So I think that kind of gives us an opportunity to, you know, fill that up. And, I, you know, to have more teams at eight man, that's just more eyes on eight man football, in my yeah. opinion, which, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't really get uh, a lot of credit. So I think it'll be good for it. Uh, I think it'll make it more competitive mm-hmm. overall. So I, I, I've always been for that. And I know the OSSA kind of, you know, drugged their feet on doing that. They didn't really want to add another eight-man class. But I think just with uh, the amount of kids coming out for football now, you almost have to yeah. do that. 
Yeah, you know, and I've never understood that. I mean, I think even a couple of years ago before they did the redistricting before they talked about expanding B, and I was like, you know, that, I mean, like, we're, you're not from Velma, but I mean, like Velma, for, for instance, I mean, they couldn't finish their season several yeah. years ago. Us here at Empire, we couldn't finish our season before I got here. But, but you know, I mean, it's to me, it's more important to get kids into the game, no matter what, whether it's eight man, whether it's 11 man, whatever it is, as long as they're out participating in football because if they have to shut football down i mean it's going to have a rippling effect all the way up to 6a i just i, yeah, I never i never thought they understood that well and you know most of the time their decisions are derived from uh you know 5a and 6a problems not really yeah, c and b and a problems mm-hmm. so they don't really think about that a whole lot but like you said you know if, if we're doing this for the kids you have to do everything for the kids to make sure they can have the same experience as anybody else whether they're in class c or whether they're in class 6a absolutely so i think it i think it was good that they finally decided to do this yeah now you said that about kind of eight man uh didn't really get the love that 11 man does and i've I've said this for years, too. There have been plenty of athletes I've seen on an eight-man football field that could play on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. You know, I, why do you think that is that eight-man doesn't get the amount of love that – because, I mean, like even when we do the All-State thing, we only get two. Yeah. You know, I mean, and there's, I mean, I, I hadn't seen a lot of 11-man kids, and that's not to knock any of them, but I've, I've, we've got more than two All-Staters in the entire eight-man football, you know. Oh, yeah, there's got to be. And, I mean – Last year, Laverne probably had two or three All-Staters on their roster. So yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, in Balco especially, I mean, the yes. kids that they had, there are a lot of kids, like you said, that don't get their due. And, you know, and it's always kind of been split. You know, the OFBCA has always really kind of been for 11 man. And, yeah. you know, we have the eight-man association and all that. So it's always been kind of a divide between the two. And I guess it's the same way in Texas between, you know, six-man and 11-man and things like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, me coaching 11-man, you know, I've coached a D1 athlete. Uh, I've, I've seen some very good kids in uh, eight-man football that I think, you know, could go play some pretty big school football. Yeah. Maybe not D1, but, you know, especially JUCO, Division two and things like that. I just think they're not getting their due. They don't really get looked at because it's almost the college – well, now college coaches have to worry about the transfer portal and all that first. But, you yeah. know, once they start getting into high school, they're probably going from the higher classes and just working their way down. And a lot of times there's just not enough spots left over. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, one thing I've noticed, I mean, from following you on Facebook, it seems like you have a you have a great relationship with your kids, your, your players. <laughs> How important are those relationships for, for you? Uh, I mean, that's – that's one of the reasons I'm in this, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've still got kids that I've coached over a decade ago that I've talked to, you know, quite often. And I hope I continue to do that throughout my career. And, you know, and there's nothing better than seeing a kid that's graduated, you know, for years and then come back and come in the weight room, come to practice and watch that. It's just, you know, those are the kind of things that make you proud of the coach and seeing yeah, those kids yeah. doing well in life, you know, it, it, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Now, I always ask one final question before I go. It's kind of a, more of a lighthearted, kind of off-top-my-head question. Mm-hmm. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of football coaches? Any level, just four of them. Oh, any level. Mm-hmm. Man, I've got to say Nick Saban. I know everybody probably says that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't deny what that guy's done. Oh, no. Uh 
Nick Saban, uh, you know, Lauren Montgomery at Bixby. I mean, what he was okay. able to do there, Bixby was kind of a cellar dweller for a long time, and all of a sudden he comes to Bixby, and, you know, they've won six out of the last seven state championships. Yeah. And I, that, you know, that's, that's nuts to me. Yeah. To see somebody do that. Uh, Got two let's more. See, one, two more. Two more, yep. I think you said Saban. And, okay, yeah. Yeah, you got two more. Man, I would have said Urban Meyer before we did all that stuff. I can't <laughs> say that now. Because <laughs> I'm a big Florida fan, so uh, that was big for me. But uh, I don't know. I'd say Bob Stoops. Okay. I mean, the the way he's carried himself throughout the years, and especially after that whole Lincoln Riley thing happened, you know, he – I think he earned a ton of respect by the way he he responded to that. So you know you you've got to be able to respect what he did for those kids mm-hmm. up there. You know stepping in and taking the place there for the bowl game and practicing and things like that. Last one, I'd have to say Mike Leach. Okay, interesting. Just, just because he he's the most interesting college football coach <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, he is. Yeah, have you ever seen any of his unedited interviews? Oh yeah, we're oh, talking about pirates and all these things for yeah. hours. Yeah, boy, I bet he'd be fun to play for. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, coach, I appreciate you taking time and talking with me. And uh, like I said you're already in the season by the time this airs. But good luck and go well, get thank your you district for having title. Me on, I appreciate it. When I think of Eureka football, I think of fast kids. I think of tough kids. And I think of kids that play together. I like what Coach Allen had to say about scheduling a tough non-district schedule. He thought after the first year he did it, his kids weren't intimidated by anyone. And they weren't, and they aren't. You know you're going to have to be on your A game when you play Warica. Yeah, the kids have to be the ones to compete, but Coach Allen has done a great job of putting them in position to be their best. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with an E. Until next time.